0: Welcome back, loyal listener. Thank you for your continued patience in the production of this podcast. 2020
1: has been an unkind year. Absolutely. <laughs> I this this listener, I I hope we can meet in person like not anytime soon obviously, but yeah. Whew, she's keeping us going. Exactly.
0: Your your continued support is a beacon of hope. In an otherwise
1: dark, cold, and hopeless world. Bleak, dank, <laughs> damp, and coronavirus-y. Yes. I actually, we actually heard from our listener. We did. did.
0: That?
1: No. What did our listener say? Our listener reached out to us via Instagram and said it was uh, when we took one of our first like seven-month impromptu breaks, <laughs> and I wasn't checking Instagram, but I'll do that more now, I promise. And the, our listener said, um, when are you doing another episode? <laughs>
0: to which I,
1: uh, I had no idea, <laughs> but, um, I, I am currently locked out of the theory query Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll figure out a way back in, oh, no. but, okay. um, in the next episode, I would be <laughs> like, so happy to shout her out. I don't know if she wants us like putting her Instagram handle public. Um, but I, we found her, we know that she's out there. I think That's she's great. From the she's ne- real. She's from the Netherlands, so not is, a bot, hopefully. Unless it's another, uh, a Dutch bot, which I would be okay with. Yeah, I can get with that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I was just uh, honestly. It's news that we heard from anybody and I want to share (laughs) that with the world. (laughs) So for anyone else listening, reach out to us. We like it. We'll talk about you um, on the air. And, you know, if you want to do a shout out or something, that would be sweet, too.
0: We would certainly love it.
1: The next thing I want to announce is that if you want a theory query sticker, which are really cool and awesome. They're so um, cool. Just DM your mailing address to our Twitter account and I will literally send you a sticker just for doing that. Um, I think that they're really cool and we have a shit ton of them that I want to get distributed. And if you're listening, then we love you and we want you to have a sticker. So yeah, have some uh, stickers,
0: give them to your friends, give them to your mom, put them on cucumbers in the grocery store,
1: like whatever the hell you want to do, get creative. We're all about it. Okay. Um, the next thing I want to bring up, and this is kind of like a conspiracy mini is, uh, And given the recent news of uh, the Democratic vice presidential candidate, um, Ethan, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Kamala Harris birther conspiracy, hot or not?
0: You know, I'm going to say I'm going to say not. I mean, we got a dose of that from like what? The full eight years of Barack Obama's presidency.
1: So. I think, I, think it's, uh, I think it's ongoing with Barack Obama, I
0: think the, the orange circus peanut in the White House um, is just kind of rolling out the golden oldies that everyone's tired of listening to. She's a flawed but still historic pick for vice presidential candidate. And the birther thing is tired. Move on. Get new material. Not hot. Not. Just not. Cancel. Not hot. No, exactly. On. Precisely. All right. What are we talking about this week? So I want you to hop into a time machine with me. So we're going to go back to the 90s, a time when the world was just maybe a little bit better,
1: you know? Semi-Sonic, Britney Spears. Exactly. Nickelodeon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to climb into um, a black Mercedes sedan and we're going to crash into something in a tunnel in France. Oh, I know where this is going. I know. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> so today's conspiracy is the heartbreaking, tragic loss of the people's princess, Princess Diana. Sad. So, so sad. But was it an accident? Or was it? Murder. Murder.
1: Well, consider my interest peaked. Uh, exactly. Do you, remember, okay. do you remember when it happened, Ethan?
0: I do, actually. So, Ryan, I think she died um, in nineteen August 1997. I was seven years old, and I remember watching, like, the news was the only thing that was on in the house for at least the first couple of days after she had died.
1: I don't remember um, the, like, aftermath as much as the night that it happened yeah totally i remember it so vividly because i was down in our basement watching uh tv or like playing uh, <laughs> nes nintendo games i think with my friends and i think what happened was we turned off the nintendo and it you know like automatically flips back to channel three back in those days <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah do our listeners um, know what channel three is <laughs> it's how you get it It's how you consume all of your media. Yeah. Um, And and, uh, it was like
0: fantasy world.
1: Yeah. And it was like breaking news. Uh, Princess Diana suspected dead after a car crash or whatever. And my parents were upstairs drinking and sitting around the table and having a good time. And my friend Jess came upstairs and was like, Princess Diana just died. And they were like, get out of here. And we were like, just like dumb kids. You know, I. By the way, I hope I never actually, like, see a ghost in my life. Because right? if I ever try and tell real adults that, I'm so afraid <laughs> that they're just going to have the same fucking... You fucking kids making shit up. Like, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I wasn't haunted by spirits as a child. Because if, like, I... Yeah, no wonder people don't fucking yeah, tell their parents. You would
0: get to keep that trauma all to yourself.
1: <laughs> um, But, yeah, we... We like broke the news to them and they like, didn't believe us. And they were like, turn on the TV and they did channel three. And, um, there, there it was. And that's, that's the only memory that really sticks out for me until I watched more about it literally like five years ago, there was a big documentary that came out or something.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's made its rounds, um, in like documentaries and all sorts of things for like the 15 years following her death. So, and I, honestly, I think she's probably one of the most famous royals to Americans. So, <clears throat> so before we get into the meat and, po- meat and potatoes of the conspiracy, I think it's important that we, we meet the People's Princess.
1: Okay. Take me there.
0: Okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> so, Princess Diana was catapulted into global fame when she married... Prince, what's his ass? Um, why do am I forgetting his fucking name? I think it's Charles. It is Charles. Well, there's like <laughs> three of them. There's Charles, who's weird. Andrew, who is a pedophile, and then Edward, and who the fuck knows where he is.
1: I mean, they they all just strike me as slimy, and I <laughs> I don't I don't like. I don't like to think about any of them, if I'm being honest.
0: That's what happens when cousins have kids with their cousins.
1: (laughs) Uh, God bless the monarchy. God save the (laughs) queen.
0: So she married Charles uh, back in like 1981 or something like that. He was pushing 30 and he was still single. And uh, the queen and Prince Philip both kind of hated Charles. Like he was the least favorite of their kids, even though he was like the successor to the throne. Well, yeah. I mean, look at him. Yeah, he's kind of a boob. I'll give you that. So (laughs) anyway, so apparently he and Diana had only gone on like 12 dates before he was like, yeah, I'm gonna put a ring on it. Get my mom off my back.
1: Ew, he proposed after 12 dates?
0: They dated for a very short period of time, 12 dates. And then he proposed.
1: Gross. This whole concept of like courtship just does not jive with me. But I have a lot of gay trauma around that idea. So let's. (laughs) Well, it's funny because
0: I mean, there is the theory that uh, even before he had married Diana, Camilla Parker Bowles, who was the mistress, the third person in this marriage, was already on scene.
1: Right. Camilla is like. a key player. I know that. I remember that. But I don't know anything else. Yeah. So... No Camilla. Camilla always comes up. Camilla. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Her hats are by far the dumbest of all of their dumb <laughs> hats. I don't think I've seen them. She's on my list. Better, I'm
1: going to look it up right now.
0: <laughs> anyway. So they get married, right? And Diana, who has extremely limited royal experience, aside from being kind of descended from royalty generally, she is like thrown into the spotlight. And she and the royal family initially got along because she was gorgeous. She was well-spoken. She was basically someone that they could kind of mold into who they thought they, you know, needed to fit in the royal family to make Charles look good. But she had other ideas. that's what
1: it's all about, ultimately.
0: Ultimately, yeah. Just keeping up appearances. But Diana, throughout her entire life, was never necessarily about keeping up the appearances of the royal family. She definitely was very strong-willed, very independent. And that led to the breakdown of uh, quite a few relationships with other members of the royal family, most notably being the queen. So in and about 1992, um... Diana and Charles had separated. So their marriage was completely loveless. Allegedly, Diana w- had been very distraught about this, went to the queen asking her, what should I do? And the queen told her, I don't know what you should do. Charles is hopeless. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's so right. they, <laughs> so they kind of just gave up on both of them, really. Just like, well, very, very strange. So, so they continue to live their lives separately. And at this point, like Diana had known about the extramarital affairs, um, that Charles had been having most notably with Camilla. Um, there was some rumor that Diana had had her own kind of extramarital relationships, um, herself. And I think, um, I think she was, had been in a relationship with someone for a couple of years before they had actually divorced. Um, they were already separated, but hadn't officially divorced
1: in the mid nineties at this point. Um, Wait, this is like a, a bit of a timeline crossover. She was divorced. She was not yet divorced when she was dating Charles or
0: no, 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 no. She was not dating Charles. She was dating, um, I forget the guy's oh, name, fuck. but he I'm, was... Yeah, ignore me. Yes, no, no <laughs> worries. No worries. I got you, boo. She was dating a, a uh, heart surgeon from London. So I'm imagining a better alternative to Charles. I Well, it, the bar is pretty low there. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so anyway, so she breaks that off. And then in about 1996, um, they finally divorced. Basically, the queen herself uh, penned a handwritten letter to Diana saying that you and Charles need to get a divorce. The queen was over it. She wanted it done. She wanted Diana out, and she wanted Charles to move on with his merry life and quit bringing so much attention, um, really negative attention, on Kensington Palace and the royal I believe family. in Britain they call that the queen's cancel. The Queen's Cancel. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, Diana, I mean, we, of course, understand her as being this like superhero figure of the 20th century. Like, she did a ton of charity work, most notably uh, working for um, organizations that helped prevent. HIV and AIDS transmission did aid work for, uh, people, you know, living and suffering from AIDS at that time. Um, she did work focusing on like landmine removal from war torn areas. Um, I mean, she did tons and tons of stuff, very public figure. Um, she was a fashion icon of the nineties. Like the global community was pretty obsessed with Diana. Yeah. Um, she, but she was, a little bit more complicated than a lot of media outlets would have us believe, or a lot of like how she presented herself would really kind of let us get a glimpse of. So she lived a fairly private life to an extent and um, tended to be a little bit manipulative when it came to her relationship with the media. Okay. The paparazzi, of course, was always. In her grill, always oh, trying to get was, in. Yeah, She was hot. I mean, she was hot and she was, you I mean, she was awesome. Um, so the paparazzi were like always in her grill, always trying to get in her skirt. Like they were everywhere. Um, but what we didn't really know at the time is that she actually invited a lot of that attention and she paid a lot of attention to her own
1: public image. Wait, so she like tipped off. She she was the one who like leaked her <laughs> location and information and stuff so that they that she would get like stormed by paparazzi.
0: Not necessarily herself maybe, but definitely
1: people operating on her behalf. So they weren't they they're like painted to be a little bit more menacing and like a little awful bit than,
0: a little yeah. bit. I mean so they still came. <laughs> they did. They did. They're
1: the ones who showed up. But she was very
0: image conscious and that she knew that her presence in popular media was her biggest power. Oh my gosh. So much leverage. So when, um, I forget the name of the book. There was a book that came out in the early nineties. I think it was after the separation in 1992 from Charles, but basically it was like a tell all, um, on all of the dirty laundry, with the breakdown of Charles and Diana's marriage, um, all of the drama like between them and the queen. And so this was like a total black eye for the Royal family. And she mm-hmm. flatly denied any involvement. Um, and then we discovered after she had died, she had been talking to the guy who was writing
1: the book the whole time. What a sassy bitch. I love it. I her. know. Ugh. So, yeah, I mean, around, singing around, talking to publishers. So let's go
0: to 1996. Um, Charles and Diana are officially divorced. Um, Her majesty is removed from her. She now has to curtsy whenever she meets Charles or even her own children. Because she is now she is outside of the royal family. What if she didn't? I don't know. She probably didn't. She, I don't think she gave two fucks about that. Dude.
1: I just, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I have a lot of personal thoughts about the Royal family and Royal proceedings. Yeah. And sorry, the mouth. I'm glad our listener is in British because I am probably just being insensitive and silly, but Maybe. I'm just like, this is fucking dumb. Like, Do you know what else why? is
0: insensitive and silly? The Royal family. Thank you. So one fateful night, in Paris, uh, Diana had just arrived in Paris with her boyfriend at the time, Dodi Al-Fayed. Uh, Dodi was the son of a, a very uh, wealthy Egyptian man named Mohammed Al-Fayed, who owned uh, Harrods in London. and um,
1: Okay, so she went just, from British monarchy to international corporate empire. Go exactly. On. I get so,
0: it. So, I yeah. mean, she pissed off, yeah. you know got them all mad and she's like well you know what i'm gonna go marry an egyptian muslim take that for your fucking white christianity (laughs) trendsetter (laughs) yeah exactly so they flew uh into paris stay the night in paris and then diana was due back in london the next day on september the first or yeah thereabouts um they are greeted by at the uh the airfield they're greeted by a gentleman named Henry Paul.
1: Don't trust anyone with two with first, two first names. names.
0: Yeah. Fucking Paul here shows up from the Ritz Hotel in Paris to pick them up. Doty's father, Mohammed, actually was, I think the owner basically of the Ritz Hotel in Paris at the time. And then Dodie also had an apartment, um, near the Champs-Élysées. Am I pronouncing that correctly?
1: You're asking me if the Champs-Élysées is something that I know about? (laughs) Okay, let's move past that then.
0: (laughs) So anyway, so he has a bit of his life in Paris. So uh, Henry Paul, acting head of security for the Ritz, picks them up from the airport, takes them to the hotel. Paparazzi are immediately tipped off that they're arriving in Paris. So they are hot on their six pretty much the entire time
1: question they Uh, well yes hold on why do they get why are they still so obsessed i mean like i'm i'm still obsessed to this day with queen diana as i like to call her um but i don't understand why the paparazzi are because it's like this this like feud has been going on forever isn't it kind of like dried up by now I mean, you would think, but I think it speaks to her,
0: again, like her power in popular culture and in the media at that time. Like when she got divorced from Charles, um, I mean, she remained incredibly popular and everyone thought he was a total
1: dick. Right. The public took her side, which really like caught the family off guard, guard, right? Exactly.
0: And so, I mean, they continued to follow her. Um, so they go to his apartment and then they come back to the Ritz, uh, to have dinner. And then they want to go ahead and leave again. So basically, um, they have their security detail with them. Um, you've got Mr. Paul acting head of security for the Ritz. Uh, Dan bodyguard, bodyguard, a man named Trevor. And Did you then, just
1: become British for a second? <laughs> No, I Diana's body god. <laughs> body god.
0: Body yes. So they got into the car. At the hotel. The four of them. Diana, Dodie, fucking Paul, and Trevor.
1: So you so Paul, we don't like Paul.
0: We don't like. I don't like Paul. Okay. So um, paparazzi have also, like, they already know that they're leaving, that two decoy vehicles had left from the front of the hotel
1: and they were leaving from the back. So like, good God, that's something I always forget exists, right? Decoy vehicles. Decoy vehicles, totally. The president has like fifteen.
0: Yeah, and then Diane only had like two. So step it up. Well, she should have. Anyway, yeah. um, so they take off from the, from the hotel, and paparazzi are basically chasing them the entire time. So um, they're driving the very famous black Mercedes S280. Um, And they enter the Almo Tunnel. And this is shortly after midnight. Um, The Mercedes is traveling at a high rate of speed and crashes into one of the center pillars, instantly killing Henry fucking Paul. Or, yeah. Trevor, the bodyguard, is spared. And both Dodie and Diana um, are gravely injured Essentially, dies on scene. Diana, who is still alive, um, is then transported to a nearby Paris hospital um, at about two o'clock in the morning, and then two hours later, is officially declared deceased. So, some interesting things came out after the world learned of her death. Which we get
1: to. After a very quick break, we should, we should take a break. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query, or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryquerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show welcome back everybody we just got uh grave news that princess diana the people's princess um, passed away on the night of august 31st in um the early morning in the early morning in a tunnel that i don't remember yeah and but it was in paris and that actually um was something i didn't know before probably heard many times but didn't register that it was not in fact in London, which I just assumed my entire life, but now I know that it was in Paris. Hmm. Okay, so um, tell us, tell us uh, why we're not we're not just here in memoriam, um, although we are here in memoriam. So we're here to dig in.
0: As uh, they carried out the investigation of the accident, it was discovered that Mr. Paul was, um, he was driving and, uh, initial blood tests run at his autopsy showed that he had three times the French legal limit of alcohol in his system to be driving a vehicle. And And it also French legal limit is, uh,
1: higher than other places.
0: Yeah. He had like seven bottles of wine. That's the equivalent. No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. (laughs) Jesus.
1: But it's arguably maybe a lot. I don't know. I mean, the French are a drinking people, so um, <laughs> I imagine that. Uh, well, I don't know. You know what? Keep going. I'm gonna okay. Look this up real quick. So basically, they
0: found that he had a very high blood alcohol content and um, traces of antidepressant medication um, in his blood at the time of his autopsy. Okay. Okay. So he was partying. So he was he was partying. Yep. Exactly. Um. And so basically what the official investigation came out and said was that it was an accident. Mr. Paul was driving at a high rate of speed under the influence, and he crashed. And one of the major contributors to their deaths was the fact that um, basically nobody except for, I think, Trevor was wearing a seatbelt.
1: Which seems a little reckless when you're driving at incredible speeds to avoid paparazzi and your driver has been drinking and doing drugs
0: yeah very reckless these are this is why i am never out past midnight because nothing good happens after midnight okay um i don't go into french tunnels after midnight
1: we're also in our 30s now and that's another reason why we're not out past midnight yeah because we are (laughs) sleeping oh ryan it's so true um i did i did find out that I just researched that France's uh, blood alcohol limit is 0.05. and I think I would assume that's because they drink in, because everybody's drinking, because everybody's drinking to be a little more strict. Yeah, and like they have public transportation, which we don't, so you yeah. know, there's that. That that's very true.
0: Okay. Um. So, so that was that was the official story. Is basically. You didn't wear your seatbelt and you drunk drove, but that wasn't, uh, that wasn't good enough for some people. Most notably the deceased boyfriend of Diana, Mr. Mohammed Al-Fayed. Right. So he was of course crushed, uh, that both his son and princess Diana had perished in this tragic accident.
1: But he was also incensed. The father father of the deceased. The father. What did I say? I think you just said the deceased boyfriend. And then you said he was crushed. And I was like. Well, Well, arguably, yes. We already got to that part.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. A little redundant. The father of the crushed boyfriend of Princess Diana. Oh, okay. okay. Keep going. Keep going. I know. I know. know. Muscle through. Muscle through. (laughs) It gets worse. (laughs) <laughs> so he is he's like no this is bullshit this is not how my son or the princess died
1: someone was out to have him whacked the og conspiracy theorist exactly is, is like one one once removed only one level removed exactly so he's
0: like no this cannot be possible and so and he's he, very powerful i mean powerful definitely rich um so i don't know if you're into (laughs) dating egyptian men he might still be on the market i have no idea so basically he's like no she was murdered and also drops this bombshell on everybody diana was pregnant
1: uh yeah, wait, right? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait. So he
0: drops this bombshell. Uh, that, yeah. That there is a crumpet in the royal oven. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. And so he was basically, it's just like, you know what? She was Prager's. And that old lady that lives in the old house on that island she could not accept that an egyptian muslim may eventually be a stepfather to her grandsons the bald one and the orange one whoa so
1: they plotted to have her off oh right whoa. whoa whoa
0: okay
1: whoa oh okay so whoa. like oh Yeah. Xenophobia. Racism.
0: So the royal family is
1: is racist. Yes.
0: Um, I think it was there all along. They might be a little bit racist.
1: Are you trying to tell me that a centuries old monarchal family thinks things about race? (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they were a little preoccupied with it. good luck proving it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> exhibit a started the slave trade uh, exhibit B only blood relatives can have power exactly they're all white okay. and old as hell Jesus fuck okay
0: so that is one that he drops and he's basically like you know what MI6 Jesus has their fingers all over this as a reminder so that was uh, that was a you know that was a big deal that was a big deal Um,
1: so did he, was, did he go public with these claims? Was he like, so he did. um,
0: And actually there were so many, there were actually over, I think I read that there were over 175 like discrete conspiracy theories about her death. I'm sure. Um, and there were so many immediately following it that, so there was the official French investigation into the accident. There was the official British investigation into the accident. And then there was another investigation called Operation, um, I don't know if it's Paget or Paget, P-A-G-E-T. Um, basically, that was a British inquiry into all of the conspiracies surrounding her death. Okay. So like, and that went on, that actually didn't wrap up until 2008.
1: That was not very long ago.
0: No, 12 years is... A drop in the bucket when you're pushing our age.
1: Yeah, I realized after I said it that it was quite a long <laughs> know, time ago. It's, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, It's just nostalgia washing over the,
1: us. Yeah, but um,
0: anyway, I keep going. Okay, so or or more con- more theories have come out. So in about 2003, uh, Diana's personal Butler came forward through the course of one of these investigations and he had said that she had written a letter and gave it to him explicitly stating he needed to keep this um, in utmost confidence and months previously she had written that she is concerned of something most dangerous that someone is planning an accident in my car Brake failure and serious head injury, in order to make the path clear for Charles to marry.
1: Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Okay. Right? Yeah. That is like alarming,
0: which is yeah. you know
1: what isn't. That- but but also like suspiciously specific. I'm trying to get in the head in the head of both people, right? Someone who made it up to get money, um, in the, in which case it would be like. You can't be that dumb to, like, so specifically describe what happened. But which makes me then come back to the, the, like, you can't make this shit up type of thing. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one. Okay. so we've got that.
0: We've got um, a pregnancy and a royal family who would be very upset having a... Egyptian Muslim in-law. We also don't have a whole lot of evidence from the autopsy um, stating that she was not pregnant um, just because that's not really the normal course of an autopsy. Uh, later they did find like blood samples and things that basically pointed to her not being pregnant. Um, <clears throat> and then we have got um, the allegation. That, uh, Mr. Henry Paul, Henry fucking Paul, was actually, so he was responsible for the crash, regardless, whether it was uh-huh.
1: negligence yep. through being a drunk driver
0: or Mr. Muhammad. Uh, known
1: like that happened, right? Like he thought he saw a ghost. Yep.
0: So basically he was accused of being in the pay of either... Um, some sort of malevolent government like France or the UK and he was
1: actually paid to kill them. So... Well, that makes a whole lot of sense when the you... The story back- goes, goes... He died.
0: Exactly. Well, but here's the deal. If you're in the employ of a government to like kill someone, and fake your own death to make sure everything looks like an accident, you know, you're going to take some pretty extreme measures, right? So, the story goes, Mr. Paul, not actually drunk, he was the one who drove the Mercedes into the tunnel, either, and I don't know how they got around this, crashed it himself, um, or basically did like a body switcheroo with someone basically just some like random drunk schmuck that they found and threw him like killed him and threw him in the front seat of this Mercedes. And they're like, Oh yeah, this is Mr. Paul. He was drunk when he was driving and boom, covered up.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts and feelings on that? Um, Well, the first of all, I'm just trying to think of the like logistics of all this and what it would take to like, I, if it's a tunnel there's probably lots of traffic, right? Like But again, this is at like 12
0: 20, 30 in the morning.
1: But it's in Paris.
0: I mean, I can't speak from experience as to how busy Paris streets are at 12:30 in the morning. There was at least there was at least one other
1: vehicle in the tunnel at the time of the accident. All I'm saying is the body switch would not have happened there like maybe at the hospital and like some I don't know. Yeah, I mean uh, did he just like
0: roll out and then it crashed or like and then were emergency responders in on it in that case?
1: Yeah, th- so this is my issue with the whole thing. Like that that theory to pull that off would require so many people like so much luck. Basically, um, you know, no, like no witnesses and, and have, planting people as witnesses. And like, it's just that's impossible to me. I thought that you were going to go in the direction of like, he is so patriotic or something that he was going to sac- <laughs> like risk sacrificing himself. He, there was no guarantee that he was going to die. But like, vive la France he was- <laughs> and then crashes. <laughs> I love France. Je t'aime. <laughs> um so basically and, what
0: you're saying is that a frenchman in a german car killed a member of the royal family and a wealthy person
1: from a former british colony right in the That's same like way that like someone enters the military it's and, like, what like, kind of world war ii the... reenactment is this right is in it... the same <laughs> way that someone like <laughs> enters the <laughs> enters the military and goes to the front lines and is like i would die for my country but it's actually to like fake the Fake the accidental death of someone from a different country, I, yeah. right? So exactly. All of this to say, I'm going to kill this these... pretty popular
0: lady, <laughs> people of France.
1: <laughs> Do it for France. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty stupid, I, right? You'll
0: be a hero,
1: <laughs> and then we never, <laughs> no one we, knows yeah. his name. No, and then we actually just pin the death on you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all this to say, like I, I don't think the Henry Paul. Conspiracies have any weight? Okay. Um, and, the, and I'm a fucking sucker, you know. Like I, I, I drink all the Kool Aid. So <laughs> you're just all. That's all I have to say about that. The night I was drinking whiskey, which might mean <laughs> I have different opinions. <laughs> okay. So the other thing at play,
0: and this actually got, I think, a little bit more traction in popular media, is that there was. Like right before they went into the tunnel, or maybe when they were in the tunnel, but there was a bright flash of light and they think that it was actually the paparazzi trying to blind the driver with camera flashes to like get them to slow down or stop so they could catch up and like do their paparazzi thing, right? So they're alleging that this big bright flash essentially like blinded him and that's when he crashed and they all died. Except for the one.
1: Um, I don't... Yeah, I think I have heard that actually. Um, but I don't I don't fucking buy that either. I'm sorry. No, nope, that's There's okay. so many times when I've passed somebody on the highway and they have their high beams on and I'm like I might die, but I can like still keep the car going straight.
0: And I think reading, I mean from doing like you know this uh, vast internet research that I've done um, it strike me like when you have your expert witnesses as paparazzi, people who, like, hawk shitty photos of celebrities for money, and, like, that's their livelihood. I don't really
1: put a whole lot of stock in their, I guess, no, character or honesty. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. There, there may be some merit in the idea of, like, he was really fucked up. Right. Henry Paul, Henry Paul. Allegedly, Henry. Yeah. And um, Henry Paul, right. So like he was really fucked up. He was entering a tunnel. Whenever I've driven in tunnels, they're extremely narrow and like a little spooky, even if you're going like a reasonable speed and whatever. And then like you factor those things in along with the flash and like, maybe the, you know, the, the recipe was complete to, you know, distract him enough to crash. I don't think that it was like a plan. Like, They're coming up to a column. Release the flash. (laughs) Flash. (laughs) Figure the flash. (laughs) Blind them. (laughs) No. Okay. Next. Next.
0: All right. Um, One of the other lesser known theories is that there was actually something really wrong with the Mercedes that they were traveling in. So apparently... So this vehicle was provided by the Ritz, but the Ritz didn't actually own the car. It's like a company that they contract with for like limousines and, you know, Uh black cars and stuff for their guests. And allegedly this car in particular had belonged to someone else years previous. It was stolen and then like rolled several times. Written off by insurance So it was a total loss Instead of going to the scrap heap They basically Had it fixed back up And then one of these companies came in Picked it up for super cheap And then basically just did the whole Chauffeur bit with the car So they said that Basically something was wrong Or something went terribly wrong With the vehicle itself When the accident happened
1: Interesting but was yeah. there ever an investigation into like a malfunction of the vehicle itself or was so it all written wh- off when they got the Paul Henry, Paul Henry's. Uh, so the, the vehicle
0: was inspected by both French investigators and British investigators. And they basically came back and said, everything in the car appeared to be in working order except, and this is interesting, except the seatbelt that Diana would have been wearing. Had she been wearing the
1: seatbelts? Oh. Uh huh. So there's that See, too. Okay. So that that like raises some suspicion for me. Okay. If she's like known to sit in the same seat most of the time, like someone would know that. Someone would know to tell someone to make sure she's you know that's the seatbelt that's malfunctioning. Yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> no, Diana, you have to get on this side of the car. Just trust me. In Paris, we sit on the, on the right you. side. <laughs> the tunnel is much more beautiful on this side.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, better views of the wall. Oh, look, a pretty pillar.
1: <laughs> Let's go see her.
0: <laughs> Let's get a closer look.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's yeah. All that's right. certainly that's certainly something. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay that's like the best piece of evidence that I've heard so far. Okay. All right. And it's, it's like shaky. Exactly. So this is
0: actually not part of the conspiracy. It's actually a really fucked up bit of news that I read. Um, I don't think this is actually going to happen, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. So apparently the gentleman who actually owns that Mercedes that they died in (laughs) is like, Basically told the British government he wants it back to uh-huh. auction it off. Oh God! Yeah. So he ba- and he basically was just like, "Well, you know, I was gonna like auction it off and then like give uh, Dodi Al-Fayed's father Mohammed like give him first dibs, <laughs> and then if not, just you know, put it up for auction because um. that uh, the the blood from those deaths is probably worth tens of millions by now oh (laughs) yeah
1: i was gonna okay so i went through a little journey just now and i was gonna say well like wouldn't you um but then i was like if you were buying a really nice mercedes in the first place like you probably don't need to get any more wealthy um right and
0: also like i just it's Kind of a funny juxtaposition, because if you actually see a picture of what the crashed Mercedes looks like and the fact that they had to, like, jaws of life the entire roof off of it right. to extricate everybody,
1: <laughs> to be like, yeah, can I have that back? Okay, I'm, I'm looking at the wreckage right now. Oh, God. yeah, Right? Yeah, there were no... Can I have ones. my car back? No one's surviving that. But some one person survived? One person survived. Car? Yeah,
0: so uh, Trevor, Fuck. one of the bodyguards for Diana, he was sitting in the front passenger seat, and he actually survived oh, the accident. God. But I mean, if you look at pictures of him from after the accident, like the entire—I think the left side of his face is just was just like totally fucked up from it. And to this day, he's got like very visible scars and
1: just craziness oh from it. So yeah, fucking Christ. wild. Um, this is making me uncomfortable. I'm looking at the, just like the crash, the crashed car, right? and I've, it's, it's a, it's a tangle of metal. Like you don't see, you can see like the indent of the bowl, but the whole rest of the car is just like, it looks like something you'd see in a junkyard. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah, I haven't seen like images of this in a really long time. So our last, oh. our last theory that we'll dive into
0: is that um, so after the immediately following the crash, Diana was still alive. She had uh, sustained some pretty uh, massive injuries due to the accident. So, but she's still alive. So emergency responders show up about 15 to 20 minutes later and they're uh, providing CPR and like life support to get her like stabilized and ready for transport. Yeah. Um, but it takes them quite a while to actually transport her. God, imagine
1: being like the the first responder. And being oh my like, gosh! This is Princess like, Diana. This is Princess Diana. This is Princess Diana. <laughs> is Princess Princess Diana. Diana. It's like if it's like if you were a first responder and it was like fucking Mariah Carey. Oh my god! I would scream. Yeah. And then I would You're I mean kidding. probably do my job, but right. Um, <laughs> but there would be a moment where you were like, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god, it's where record <laughs>
1: Um, okay. So
0: okay, so um after the accident so there was a little while they yeah. yeah, there was like an hour went by before her ambulance actually left the accident. Oh
1: god. How long do you know how long like from the crash to when they could get the bodies out of the car? Like That I have no idea. I'm guessing. Keep fucking looking at this car and being like, how did, like, they must have gotten pulverized.
0: So they were basically in the car from the time it crashed to when the police, like the first police officer showed up for at least 10 to 15 minutes. And then probably, you know, 20 to 25 minutes by the time. Um, fire trucks and emergency responders were there to actually like pull them from the vehicle. Ugh. Ugh. So that is pretty insane. So, okay. but instead of taking Diana to the nearest hospital, they actually had to send her to a hospital that was actually pretty significantly further away. And this drew suspicions from people. Like, why would they take her to a faraway hospital? And and so it's an she's there for an hour before they actually leave the scene of the accident. They're going to a hospital further away, and on the way to the hospital, the ambulance has to stop for over five minutes just to like hang out. While they air quotes work on Diana. What? So they Is that left a thing? left the accident scene? to go to the hospital by around, like, one thirty ish and didn't get to the hospital until almost 10 after 2. Oof. So that's, like, a 40-minute ride with her just, like, bleeding out.
1: Okay. So what did people think was happening then? They, like, were making sure that she was, like definitely going to die or they were like switching her out for a body double or like, so basically someone wanted her dead
0: and maybe, maybe she the uh, ambulance crews were in
1: on it. Maybe they were like, we'll take our time. What was the justification for not going to the closer hospital? Uh, the reason that she did not go to
0: the closer hospital is, is that based on the severity of her injuries and the kind of uh, emergency surgery that she would likely need, um, they actually sent her to a larger, uh, more sophisticated medical facility where she would actually have immediate access to those services when she arrived. Okay. Which, huh. I mean,
1: because the ambulance... thing,
0: I think. The ambulance arrived at the hospital. Um, she had torn her pulmonary vein. That's the bad. Um, to tear, and a, that's the one. Basically, to like take. pulmonary vein. If you tear it, there is very little chance that you're going to make it. Um, so apparently, she um, they got her into surgery, um, and she did not make it. So four o'clock, she was declared deceased.
1: Mm. I know. I mean, all uh, all uh, cattiness aside. She was a mother and like, you know, a beloved, a beloved public figure yeah. and, a, and a massive philanthropist. Like, good God, especially, I mean, she's kind of like a gay icon in a way to not only because she's fucking fabulous, but like all the work with um, AIDS relief that she did, AIDS and HIV was, yeah,
0: for that you know, time, very especially when there was kind of... so
1: much stigma, you mm-hmm. know, like Uh, she was a she was a light in the darkness for so many so oh exactly exactly she was
0: a deeply imperfect but very passionate person who you know lived her life in service of others as much as she could um imperfectly though it may have been at some you know at times Hmm. so yeah Yeah. Fascinating. So any, uh, any of those that stand out to you? Are you a
1: believer? The seatbelt thing really, really like was questionable to me. Um, the best that I can do with this is think that someone, and I don't even know who it was necessarily, but I feel like the seatbelt could have been rigged like that wouldn't be a hard thing to do and it wouldn't be hard for someone to know like where she always sat in the car right someone who's like famous like that probably sits in the same seat in the car every time potentially um, that's like that's like a tell of of <laughs> famous people you're in um, my state get out of here <laughs> um and my best my best guess if there was something fishy going on is that um someone like drugged the driver in secret, you know, like it was more of a covert kind of thing. I conspiracies where like so many people have to be in on it and like going against their, their own, you know, morals don't hold water with me. Usually like, like the EMTs and stuff. I just, that's, that's extra hard for me to believe. Although, you know, certain amounts of money can make people pretty obedient, but ultimately like, if it were, if it, if it had been planned, then I suspect that someone like was able to sneak something on the driver, like as he was getting in the car or something that just kicked in really quickly um, and showed up on toxicology as alcohol and drugs. It just roofied him real quick. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. No one's no one's alive to like, Recall if whether it happened. So,
0: yeah, even the the uh, bodyguard who survived the accident um, sustained such an intense head injury that he has no recollection of the accident
1: or what followed the accident for a while. Right, which so. in itself could also be suspicious. Exactly, uh, like the only person hmm. who could the only person yeah, who could tell remember. you what happened. Hmm. What are the? I mean, I assume paparazzi involved like saw the crash happen right or not
0: no so um the accident was not witnessed by anyone
1: was uh was the butler ever like discounted with his claims
0: so not really the one thing that stood out to me though is that um she actually had had a pattern of kind of her own conspiratorial thinking.
1: And like paranoia.
0: And she actually was, I mean, a little bit paranoid that the family was in some way out to get her, um, especially after, you know, such a, a heavy-handed ask on being like, you should just get divorced.
1: Divorce my son now. Yeah, I'm looking at the letter right now. Um, did you uncover in your research ever that, like, The handwriting was evaluated and stuff. I didn't know. Okay. Well, something that we can maybe like follow up on in the next episode, which will be in two weeks. (gasps) Oh good. Yeah. I don't want our listener to be disappointed when we disappear. So (laughs) (laughs) I think uh yeah, we 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 agreed on like a two week. I know this last
0: this last extended break was entirely my fault. However, however, I wanted to do this episode close to the anniversary of her untimely passing, okay? Just know that I'm brokenhearted. okay?
1: Okay, I'm over it. All right, well, that's it. That's the end. Follow us on fucking Twitter. Yeah, do that. We'll send you stickers. And Instagram when we figure it out. (laughs) Uh, No, we'll be back. We'll be back on Instagram. By the time anyone realizes that we've released an episode it'll be because i read you know exactly i was able to tap back into the instagram so
0: thank you guys again for popping in to listen um stay safe don't drink and drive wear your seatbelt. and we'll see you in and the next don't episode. trust
1: people with two first names exactly see you next time Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, please follow us on social media, and please subscribe to this podcast so we can keep the content coming.